Hey everybody, welcome back for another amazing episode of Way of the Fist. I'm your co-host Michael Hagen and as, no actually, this time I am unfortunately not joined by our wonderful co-host Jonathan C.V. Uh, we have a little bit different program going on today. Today we are we have some friends come to see us and uh, they are longtime friends and listeners of the podcast and so... Uh, I asked them to, to be on the show, and so we're, we're going to go ahead and do that. So I want to introduce James and Malia here tonight. Welcome. Thank you for coming with us on the show tonight. Wonderful to be here. A huge fan of the podcast. Longtime listener. First time guest. First time caller. First, First time, time caller. caller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Thank Wonderful. you, Malia. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Well, so... You're here on a work trip. I'm here on business. Yeah. Correct. And Correct. so it just was fortuitous that we were able to, to get together. We went and uh, walked through a night market. We did. On Monday night. That was awesome. Right? Yeah. Had some good, good, some good desserts and some good little snacks and uh, saw some, well, smelled. Oh. Smelled some nice. Smelled some <laughs> nice tofu. Yes. Stinky yes. tofu. Stinky tofu. tofu. What, did, how, what, did you, what did you think about that? Well, the smell, I can, I can deal with the smell. I'm not sure if I can deal with the taste. Yeah, yeah. I've never had it. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. I've never had it, and uh, I don't know that, that I will, um, but just getting past that, that smell. And then yesterday, we went, we walked around the National, uh, the National Museum. That was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. Free Museum Day, because it was a holiday. You're right, it was a national yeah. day. Yeah. And then we got went. Got our steps in. We definitely got our steps in. <laughs> And then we walked down to Dihua Street, which is kind of a, an old, an old part of town, and that they've they're kind of revitalizing and they they kind of remodeling and putting some stuff in. And we had mm. also dinner and uh, little shopping, little shopping. Yeah, got a nice special bottle of black sesame seed oil. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, and the tea. So and the tea. tea. Yeah, got yeah. some um, poor poor tea. That was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and we we got. Uh, some of them, jasmine, some tea. jasmine tea, jasmine tea as well. That's jasmine right. tea, yep, exactly. So I'm looking forward to to trying that uh, later this week when when we get some out. So, but again, so all right. So for for our listeners, this is okay. I want to I want to step back for a minute because having James on and Malia on the podcast is is awesome. Uh, the reason for that is one of the best parts that I like about karate is the friends that and the connections that you make through karate even in many many ways you know it's how Jonathan and I started the podcast we became friends via karate but the same way we we became friends through karate but then we've been over to your house and now you've come over to our house and you know you helped us with our daughter and moving into college and things like that and those friendships um, develop and karate is kind of that 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 instigator of it and uh and i wanted to say thank you to you guys for for being great friends and obviously being great supporters of the podcast <laughs> though <clears throat> though i have to i have to put this on the podcast so when james walked up to the house today i i couldn't believe that he was wearing an okinawa karate podcast <laughs> t-shirt Knowing, knowing full well that he was that we were going to record a podcast for Way of the Fist today, 
That was what? just that was just a subtle hint to say you got to get the merch so that I can I can sport my way of the fist shirt. That's true. That's true. So <laughs> we we definitely have to get on that. But how, okay, but how many Apex t-shirts do you have? I have Three. I have a green one, a black one, a red one, and See? an Apex hoodie. See? And yeah. a hoodie. And a hoodie. <laughs> and a hoodie. It's too warm for a hoodie here. It is here. too warm yes. for a hoodie right now. Yes, that's true. So, But anyway, so do you want to kind of tell how... I have a, I have a kind of a little bit of a topic I want to talk about today okay. like we do. I don't want necessarily this to be, like I said, in our 50th, you know, for our listeners, our the, the definitive Goju episode. You know, I, and I and I talked about how I didn't want you know to, to do interviews and things like that. We want to have guests on, but we want to have a conversation. I do have a topic that I kind of want to okay. that that's germane to you guys okay. specifically. Mm. Um, but do you want to tell the story of how we met, or do you? Well, I'll, I guess I'll tell uh, the version, version. Yeah, my version at least of, of how I think the three of us kind of came together um, because we were viewers of the Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, series on YouTube and we had followed that and I think we were friends with Tuari and Malia was doing competitions and I had been in touch with Tuari um, so I got to give a shout out to Tuari because I reached out to him because I think you and I didn't know know each other at the time not yet yet. yeah and I reached out to Tuari and we had been talking about our journey which we'll probably get to in a little bit and I said gosh you know Malia's really doing great with these tournaments you know, Michael's got this channel, and, and but I don't, I don't know him. I don't know how to approach him. He's got all this experience. And, and to where he's like, well, hey, well, why don't I just reach out to, to Michael, and we can set something up, and so Malia can train with, with Michael. And I believe that's how it all started. And so he set that up. Huge thanks to Tawari, because obviously we wouldn't be sitting here this evening. We wouldn't have had this great friendship yeah. without that. So. Yeah. Well, and it was actually, I think it was a birthday present. I think it was. Well, was yeah. Oh, that, yes, that's right. Oh that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> two two years ago, maybe. At least two, th- at maybe three years. Maybe ago. three years. Yeah, ago maybe now. three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Malia. Hope you liked it. <laughs> yeah. So, because I, 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 that, that's pretty much what tracks. You know, Tuari, You know, sent me a message, or, or we, 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 we Facetimed or something, and you know, I was like, of course, you know, I'd, I'd be more than happy to do that. You know, especially, especially because, you know, being friends with Tuari and things like that. So um, we set up some training and then ultimately, what was it, last year, right? Last Nationals. year. Last year. So yeah. we, we did some training for, for about a year off and on online. And then we actually did some training together yes. in person, in person. Yep. last year. With Jonathan as well. With Jonathan yep. and the whole Apex team. Yep. Mm. And then we all went to Spokane where you did... Very well, I believe, in Kata and Kobodo, right? Kobodo, you yes. Yeah, I placed third in Kata uh-huh. and uh, I won the Kobodo. Kobodo uh, division. Yeah, the division. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, excellent. And that I was would a have great par- experience, actually. It was uh, a great experience. Yeah. And I would have participated in the training. Yes. But, but I got COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, because so before, I sat on the side. Yes. Well, before the tournament, we had, was it two? Our training camp the week before we had a two day. That's yes, right. Yes. That's right. We had a two day training camp mm-hmm. where we all got together in the in the Tacoma area. <laughs> yep. And then we traveled to Spokane and then had more training. Yep. And yep. then had the tournament. Yeah. So I think it's been, I think it's been about two maybe three years. Two three yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Two or three years. Yeah. So, 
that's kind of how James, Malia, and I got introduced via Tuari and then, you know, just started doing some training and talking and chatting online and then met, got to do training together and got to hang out and spend time with each other. Um, and then, like I said, then we, you know, every time we've come to the, to the Seattle and Tacoma area, we've, we've met up and you've had us over to your house and, and things like that. And so the, that's one of the things that I, I, I really love about karate is, is the connections that it, that it makes more than the, the techniques and even the training mm. together. So, but you guys also, this kind of, kind of getting into the, the topic today, you guys have had an interesting journey over the last several years in your karate so do you guys want to just briefly kind of tell where where you guys got how you got involved in karate and i want to actually before you do that though one thing that we also separate from karate you know have we've both lived in asia for a for a long time i lived in Japan when I was in college, but you lived in Beijing, is that right? That's correct, yeah. I studied, went to the university in Beijing, was a foreign student, lived there for, gosh, about seven years in Beijing and Dalian. So, yeah, we have, we have that, that common, you know, kind of path in our lives. Right. Yeah. But for you, and we talked about this one time when we were in house, you did no martial <laughs> arts training when in your seven years in in, in China. Is that yeah, right? whoops. Uh, yeah, if if I could do things over again. Yeah, at that time, my focus and and so I got to back up because the irony of this is before I went to China, I did Wing Chun, um, and that was probably late eighties, early nineties, and I did Wing Chun for probably probably about nine months. And it, it, this, this was a really good master in Tucson, Arizona, Augustine Fong. He, he, was, he was the real deal. But then I got into wanting to go to China. And so I, when I went to China to, to be a student, all my interests and efforts went into the language and the culture. So I would go to school and I'd see people doing Tai Chi and there was Wushu all around me, but it just didn't click that, oh, I could actually use some martial arts here. <laughs> So, you know, next lifetime, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Well, but see, that's where I find it interesting because had you, had you done that typical, you know, exchange student, like foreigner, expat life, where you did that, you know, especially the irony, like you said, is, mm. is having that martial arts experience even briefly before that, even though, you know, Hong Kong more, Wing Chun. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, had that happened, the possibility like things could yeah. have been completely different. Yeah. We may have like, I wouldn't could, be here today. You wouldn't be here today. Correct. Because, you know, you could be off, you know, doing whatever, right. You know, Chinese martial arts and, and For whatever. Sure. So you, you, but then how long have you both been at, at this point training in karate? I think it's six and a half, seven years. Yeah, so started 2017, the 2017, 2016, 2017. I don't remember. 2017. Okay. So we, we started at a local commercial dojo um, in, the, in the Tacoma area, and it was because of our kids. So I think, I think her kids started first, and then my kids started. It was just an activity. It was like, oh, you know, this Groupon thing, you know, activity for the kids for the summer. I had no interest in doing it myself, um, and neither did she. So her kids started first, but then I started before she did. So I was sitting on the side, 
and the instructor would come over and say, well, you're here anyway, you know, why don't you just suit up? We've got this special, you know, and includes your, 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 uh, your dogie. And so I said, sure, I'll give it a try. And so I did it for a couple months and then she joined, I so, think after that. Okay. So <clears throat> then you, you, you're there with your kids. Cause this is something that we hear, you know, uh, is it's common, you know, uh, back, back in the eighties and the nineties, there weren't very many kids that were doing karate or martial arts. It was mm. always adults, adults yeah. right? But then over time, it's become karate. In, in the same in Japan, you know, it's, it's an activity for kids. But then we hear, you know, parents getting pulled in and stuff like that. Yeah. What did, before? I want to ask you separately, but what was, James, what was your thought, like, when you started karate? Like, what did you think about it as a beginner? Because well, if it's all right, if you don't mind. Yeah. How old were you when you started karate? So I was already in my in my fifties. I mean, I'm okay. going to be sixty this year. So I was mid fifties. Okay. You know, had back issues. You know, I had concerns about. You know, I'm too old for this. I can't do this. But then, I guess what attracted me to it was that you know I can't go and play flag football with my kids. I can't play soccer with my kids. But I could be on the mat with my kids. Not necessarily doing the same class, but you know we could be doing this activity together. So that's what kind of pulled me into it. But it was purely recreational. I had, you know, things obviously developed from there, but that's how it started. Okay. And Malia, was it a, a similar, a similar path for you with your, your kids or how did, how did you get started in training? Well, it was very similar. My kids came home and they had this coupon and they said, uh, <clears throat> you know, we had a PE or, or a physical um, education with, with one of the, uh, with the owner of the karate place and um he gave us they gave him a coupon so i'm like okay well we'll try it on and see you know see what it's like and it's very close so we went in and you know they they liked it i was on the side watching and you know i would see how the instructor correct the students and teach the students so i get i i was a little into it uh, trying to correct the kids when they're home doing their training um so then the instructor came over, one of the instructor came over and asked if, you know, if I want to join their kickboxing. So I wasn't into karate. Um, I didn't like the, the yes sir stuff. And, you know, I didn't like, you know, doing, you know, being up there and, and performing or doing yokata at the time. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you thought doing kata was stupid. I thought it was stupid. I, I couldn't even stand up and dance or talk in front of people. So doing kata in front of people, I, I didn't think I would do that. Yeah. Or I didn't want to do any of that. Says but, the lady who went to nationals last but year. But then they <laughs> said they introduced kickboxing and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can, I like working out. I'll do kickboxing that, you know. So I started kickboxing and they were like, they were very amazed with how high I can kick and how hard I can kick. So that started the whole, you know, you should start karate. You kick really well. <laughs> you, can you kick high? So I started kicking high. <laughs> so it, it just, from there on, I, 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 I started karate and got a little crazy after that. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I, I got really into it and, and, um, really enjoying being up there and doing, performing, you know, doing the forms and, and all the, the techniques. So trying to do it right was what I was really trying to focus on. But I, I started ignoring all, all the other stuff that I didn't like. So, so. 
<laughs> so I'm like, well, okay, that's they, a way. Yeah, that's, that's a, a way. way. You know, I thought to myself, if I can do this, this really does help build my confidence mm-hmm. being in front of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was that was very helpful, uh, boosting my, my confidence in a way. Yeah. Well, see, it's interesting because I don't think that we ever, we have ever, never really talked about that. We haven't. No. no. You know, and so... Like, like James kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, so we, you had when we first started training, mm-hmm. you know, you were preparing for essentially just a local tournament, yes. right? Uh, and a local open tournament, not a not an NKF no affiliated no. tournament, just a local where several you know different styles got together and, and things like that. And so that's where. Like I, I had never heard this part about you know the the being shot because it was like you said yeah getting up in front of nationals and the stands are full yes. and and everything like that. Okay. Well, because to be honest, so that's where when in, when when I talk with a lot of my athletes and you look we, we you know we, we we talk about athletes and some you know you we, there's the Olympic athletes you know there's Sakura and Ariel mm. and all the Japanese athletes and all the all all the athletes in that most of them. For example, using you know Sakura and, and Ariel, two U.S. athletes as examples, they've been competing since they were kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So going out in front of, you know, that's something that started when they were ten or eleven or something like that. Going out and, and being in front of those people and doing it and and performing your kata and doing all of that and maybe even doing kumite or fighting or whatever. And so that's where I I I, I find it interesting that through this as an adult that that's something that you found if i'm understanding correctly as a positive benefit yes of of karate and even competition right right because even just not last weekend but a couple weeks ago you went and competed again locally is Mm. is that right yes yes i mean before before competition even in classes i i like being in the back so when, when class is full, when there's a lot of people in classes, I enjoy those classes because I get to be in the back and yeah. just hide in the crowd. Hide in the crowd. When there's like two, three, you know, less than six people, I get very nervous. And so I try to find the farthest place I can hide and do my thing. And then competition started, you know, I, I thought maybe it's a little intimidating, but maybe that was something that will help me in a way so my first competition <clears throat> went well um, I don't remember I think I won something oh yes I won kata but I lost kumite well I, I was second um, after that it, it really kind of lifted me up and you know gave me that boost and I was was a lot more confident in, in being <clears throat> in front of people being judged um, and having the attention focus on you, um, so that that was you know that would, was something that I never thought I, I would have been able to do. Um, I was I, I never liked being in front of people. Yeah. Let well, alone it, performing in front of people. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it can be it can be very intimidating. It was very intimidating. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been not just in karate, but I've been an instructor a teacher in an official capacity and you know you're standing in front of anywhere Mm -hmm. from 30 to 50 people 
you know, giving presentations and having to explain things. And even that in the beginning is, is very daunting, very daunting and, and uh, it, very difficult sometimes because you have that inner, inner monologue or that inner yeah. dialogue that, that can hold you back a lot of times. Um, and have you, James, have you competed much? I have, and it's this lady's fault. So, <laughs> because I, I had no desire to do that at all. I mean, even in our previous dojo, when she was doing competitions, I had I, that was the last thing I wanted to do. But when we when we got together, um, then I wanted to be there to support her and to see her compete. Um, and then this last time, well, then I think it was last year, I competed. Mm. And then I competed again this year um, in Kobodo. In Kobodo, yes. And I think one of the things that really kind of triggered it for me is when, when we went to nationals last mm. year. And I, I was on the side. I was cheering. I was in the cheering section. Lee was on, on the floor. But I noticed when she went to get her medal that, you remember, you had to walk all the way around. And, and nobody could be there. And I felt like I really missed out mm. not, not not because I didn't win but because I, I I couldn't go on the floor and be out there with her regardless of how I would do and I think that really triggered something in me that said you know I, I should get out there so I can at least share the experience with her and be on the mat with her so that yeah. I think that kind of propelled me to get out there and 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 and, mm. and, and take on that challenge <laughs> excellent well we are definitely looking forward to more more of that so I want to I want to kind of switch gears now because you you mentioned something, and so you guys used to train in a Shotokan dojo. Shotokan, correct? Is that, is that correct? Correct. And so again, kind of the the caveat to this ongoing conversation after this is it's not about the style, but can you describe a little bit? So tell me a little bit about. The, the changes or, or what what drew you to I guess to, to train with me or to look for, for other other avenues of training. Sure, sure. So I think when Malia and I were training together, we we kind of naturally drew to each other. Um, because I noticed, okay, here's this lady over there and she's taking the training really seriously I was taking the training very seriously and I noticed whenever we would be paired up for partner exercises we always seemed to push each other further than any other partner in the dojo and so I knew if she was in class it was going to be a tough class because she was going to bring her a-game and so I had to step it up and vice versa and so over time over years we, we kind of just gravitated towards each other and then we started we so let yeah, me, go let ahead. Me, let me yeah. interrupt right there because this is kind of this is also something that. What was it about karate that, or how did you really begin to make that change in your karate? Like, what, or I'm not sure if I'm explaining the question very mm. well. You know, just from a casual, casual going to the dojo once or twice a week to like, I'm really starting because you guys read a lot and you, you right. study it like right. you, you guys are on, well on your way to you know to coin a phrase you know or to use somebody's borrowed phrase you know karate <laughs> nerds right 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 so like what 
for, before we really get into that, that other part, let me step right. back and say for both of you, like what was it that, that caused that real spark of wanting to learn more about karate and get deeper involved in your training? I think for me, you know, there was a point, and I don't know when that point was, but you know, at first when, when the kids were there, um, you know, it was twice a week or something like that. And then I started, it was twice a week. And then I liked the, the physical activity. I started to feel good about myself. It's like, okay, I'm doing something. So let me go three times a week. And then I, you know, then I upped that four times a week. And then it was, you know, five times a week. I was in there every day. Um, and then I started wanting to get more out of it. And it's like, okay, well, how can I do this better? And, and then I started doing research and I, you know, I stumbled across Jesse Enkamp and I, I was watching a lot of his videos. And then I started stumbling across other people on, on, on YouTube. Um, I think Sensei Rick Cotton, cause we do Shotokan and, mm -hmm. and uh, Naka Sensei, you mm -hmm. know, Shotokan from the JKA. And so I was, just, I was always wanting to, cause for me, and this is when I was in China, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it half-ass. I'm gonna put everything I have into it. And I did that with my language when I lived there. And so it was kind of the same with, with, with karate. It's like, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to just spend two days in there and just kind of go through the motions. And I'm not knocking that because I know karate is different. And some people, they're happy with that. Two days a week, three days a week. It's an activity. It's social. And they're content. But I, I wanted to, to put everything I could into it. And so I think that's what, that's what happened is we just started searching for more information um, and then you just, we just kind of caught that bug and it's like, oh, well, look how they do things here. Look how they do things. Wow. Look how they move. Look how much information and knowledge they have. And then she and I started sharing information with each other. And I think then that's when we started, you know, kind of gradually drifting towards each other because it's like, she's got this same fire to improve. I have the same fire to improve. And every time we would partner, there was that, that kind of that chemistry of, okay, you know, she's going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. So I think just organically, we just, we wanted more information than we were getting where we were, we were training. So we were looking outside for, you know, how can we, originally it started as how can we look outside to improve what we're doing at the place that we're training? I think mm -hmm. that's, that's, a, that's how it started. You know, we wanted to do better where we were. So what about for you that really like created that spark in wanting to do more or be more get more out of your karate what was it for you well like you said when you want to do something you gotta put your all in and do better and, and and try to get better at what you're being taught for me i think um when they're when when you do a kata or when you do a form and then they want certain technique in a certain way then and what they're also teaching is is not working for you so then I try to look at, you know, go through Google or, or YouTube to see if if there's a certain ways that they're teaching that would help me improve so I can then improve when I go back to the do dojo. Um, so yes, uh, like James said, he, we, we, we started sharing those, those videos and then, um, you know, I, I would look at, at Shotokan and see their technique, the way they move. They move very differently than how we move and how we're being taught. And then I look at other Shotokan. So everybody, I notice everybody move, every every school moves differently, um, but very, very similar. So, you know, I, I, I figured, well, that's their way of teaching. This is our way of teaching and I got to learn it. And then maybe I can merge all those into 
a way that I can show better improvement when, when I go back to the dojo. Um, but I, I don't think there was ever any point at that time where I was thinking, you know, we should change or we should, mm -hmm. you know, go look at other, other places. It was just trying to improve ourselves, trying to get better. And, and to show that we're working outside and not just coming into the dojo and, and, and do what we're being taught, go back home and, you know, do nothing. Um, <clears throat> there's also, we do, after work, I, if I get off early, I would go to a park and then I would try to do my forms there. And then I would look up YouTube and, and just, just improving it, it, just doing what you're being taught at the dojo itself, it doesn't do anything if you're not, if you're not really trying to figure out exactly what they want you to do or, or what they, they're looking for from you. Um, so I don't know, for me, I, I like to, to be able to, to find that and, 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 um, find it in myself physically and mentally try to figure out if I'm doing this right. If, if what they're showing me works for me or what, what they're showing me is, is how they do their or how they're teaching and how, because of how they move, they want you to move the same way. I, I move differently, they move differently. And so I always figure, well, if they want me to move this way, I should move this way. So then I look at YouTube and try to find how I should move the way that my, my sensei want me to move. So yeah, I, um, just trying to improve and, and, and learning and trying to make yourself show that that you're learning and that you're taking the lessons that you've been taught and, and, and trying to improve instead of just showing up to class. It's, and, yeah, know, it's just showing yeah. up to class and, and just 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 do what they're being told what, what you're being told. See that's what I, I, I you hit on something there that, that I want to touch on because Jonathan and I have, have talked about this and 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 you mentioned it. Everybody's on a different path in their right. karate. But when you're really trying to to improve and you really want to make strides and make your technique better and do things like that, just being in the dojo and just doing going through class is not going to be it. No, it's not going to be enough. In fact, if we go back to the old way, right? You used to come to the dojo to get corrected. Mm and checked by your instructor and then you go home and your real training is done at home on your own right and then you come back and get checked you know even you know when you know my sensei Oshiro sensei was learning a bow Yamane Ryu from Kishaba sensei he wasn't well at the time Kishaba sensei didn't have a, a, a dojo they were practicing out in the the garden but he wasn't going to Kishaba sensei's house every night mm. for the 715 class Right. He, he would go and he would train and he would come back periodically, whatever that time was. And I, I don't have all of the specifics on, on how often, but he would come back and since he'd be like, no. Right. And I've heard uh, 
uh, Nishime Sensei, who is also in America, was one. Of, it would sometimes it could be like a month before you see Sensei again, and so you're hoping that what you learned last time or what you got corrected, you're doing it right. Mm. Because if you're doing it wrong, then it's a whole month's worth of work that you've been doing wrong, right? And so that's one of the things that I, you know, I, I really appreciate. I can really appreciate, especially as looking at you guys from an instructor perspective. You know, you're not athletes. I mean, you're not, you know, trying to be like professional athletes and you, you're just going out and you're doing competitions for, for your thing to do. But it's not like you're trying to be on the national team or anything like that. But what I really appreciate is... So you're saying is, I have no chance of making the national team? Well, I'm not going to say that you don't have any chance. I'm going to say that you have no chance. Fair enough. But you can... If, but if that's what it takes to make you feel good about yourself at night, just just keep trying harder. If I just keep trying harder. But my point is is that, you know, from an instructor perspective, that's what you want to see in students is regardless of how many times they're in the dojo, it's that that desire to keep improving, right? And we we Jonathan and I talk about this all the time, but that that Japanese philosophy of kaizen, right? Of of yeah. continual improvement. So all right, so now so, but if I can go out on a limb and, and say that, you know, when we've had lots and lots and lots of karate conversations many, over the years, many, right? many, Both many, in person and Zoom, online, Zoom yeah. and training, and we've, we've talked about karate. And would it be fair to say that there was a point where you guys were feeling a level of dissatisfaction? Absolutely. Yeah, no question about it. Should Not I, with my training. No, 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 no. So, so I, I will, I'm happy to share um, this, but I, I, I would, in all fairness, I do want to preface my comments by, by saying that we wouldn't be where we are today had we not walked into that commercial dojo. There's no question about it. Um, so I will always be grateful and appreciative that that's 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 where i started that's where malia started and i mean if not for that we would have never crossed paths we come mm -hmm. from two completely different walks of life and so you know like you talked about in the beginning right karate forms these unique remarkable bonds and friendships and that's the same thing for for malia and i so i you know again it's it's it is a good thing that that's where we started however having said that for us as time went on, it, it just became more and more apparent that what we wanted from a school and what we wanted from a dojo, it just, that wasn't going to happen there. That was really, really apparent. Um, and what types of things, you know, I, you know, for me, you know, I wanted somebody who had a tremendous amount of knowledge in Japanese culture and and understood the art to a very deep level because you know you're you're learning from someone who should be much further along the path than you and not just a path of okay you know they've got good fighting skills but they understand the culture the etiquette and and they just have a, a deep appreciation and passion for the art and unfortunately that that isn't that isn't where we were at the time and so for us and you and I have had so many in-depth conversations. And you know, Tuari, you know, I have to I have to credit him as well because I feel like you know the two of you and even Josh, you, you were like our karate counselors, right? Because we, 
Because it was really, I mean, there, it was traumatic. I mean, it was very emotional. Um, you know, her kids were there. My kids were there. You know, we were invested financially, emotionally. You know, we had put a lot of time into this place. And I think for us, you know, once, once COVID hit, COVID was a blessing in, in so many ways. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. So COVID hit, dojos closed. Malia and I were, were committed more than ever to continue our training. And in some ways, I think when COVID hit, we even amped up our training because it's like, all right, we're going to be at home. Mm -hmm. We have even more time to start training and let's see what else is out there. And so we were on Facebook and there were all these different trainings that were, were popping up. I mean, we trained with, with Sensei Rick Cotton for a while. You know, show, we were still doing Shotokan, so we were very Shotokan focused. And so we were doing that. Um, there were some seminars that we went to, and I think those, those really opened our eyes because then we started networking with other people who did a similar style, um, but they moved very differently. They had a very different understanding of the art, and unfortunately, where we were, that was highly frowned upon, and mm. we, were, we were chastised about that. About you were chastised about seeking outside external training correct. opportunities. Yes, about seeking training outside of where we were. Um, and that didn't sit well with us because we thought, you know, we are, we are so passionate. Because so, at that time, we wanted to stay where we were. Mm -hmm. So our purpose for training was to, to get better at where we were. It wasn't because we're shopping for another place yeah. to leave. Because the trainings we were going to were in different states. So it's like, no, we're not going to move and go to a different state. We want to enhance and do better with the training we're receiving in our current dojo by supplementing. It's like extracurricular activities, right? We were trying to take all these additional courses that we thought would, in, would improve what we were doing and broaden our knowledge and understanding. And so when we started, you know, getting this negative feedback, we, you know, then it was like, okay, this isn't, this probably isn't healthy. It isn't healthy. And it, and it wasn't healthy. It was, it was emotionally it was definitely not healthy for us. And the Facebook analytics, there was this one class that popped up and because we, our curriculum did include weapons. So we had been doing some tonfa work. We had been doing some bow work. Um, again, not traditional, but you know, we had, we had touched weapons before. And then there was a class that popped up on our Facebook feed for Rukyu Kabuto. And we looked at the time and the sensei was in Germany. We thought, oh, that's kind of far. But yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff on Zoom. Time of the class was Seattle time, 12.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, it's COVID. It's Friday night, you know, early Saturday morning. We thought, yeah, let's give it a try. And, and you know, this was more than two years ago now. I think yep. going on three years, two and a half, three years. And uh, that was the best thing that ever happened to us because our sensei... Um, out of Germany, Thomas Podzelny is, is, he's amazing. And, and that, I think that was really our conversations with you and Tuari and Josh, and then our experience with our sensei was the catalyst of, okay, we are clearly, you know, our, our previous dojo, this is clearly not the right fit for us. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there and let, let Malia add a little bit, but I mean, it, that route was a very eye-opening experience training with training uh, Kobodo online with our sensei and then obviously we've been training with him in person many many times now but I'll, I'll let you you chime in yeah I mean 
it's one thing to look at YouTube, watch how they move, how certain people, sensei and, and other athletes move. It's another to train with them. Um, and then the way they are articulate how you're supposed to move, how your body's supposed to feel, what you, you know, certain muscles supposed to be doing. Um, it was, to me, it was very different because I, I didn't have, I didn't hear any of that um, from our previous dojo. I mean, I really like Shotokan. I didn't, I didn't want to change into another style at all. <laughs> I really love the deep stances and and just the square facing forward. I, I Shotokan. I, I didn't want to change or, or go to another, you know, and learn a new style. Um, but when we travel and, and train with, with different Shotokan people, it, it, they were very open and, and very welcoming into teaching people that, that are, you know, even, even people from different style. They were, I didn't have that feeling, hmm. you know, that was, the, I didn't have that feeling at my dojo, unfortunately. Um, they, you know, from, from all the people that we've trained with, they want you to improve and get better and better. I, I mean, from our previous dojo, they do want that, but at the same time, it was, it was a little, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it was very uncomfortable at times, um, how, how they would, the way they teach, you know, the way they, they, um, well, they, they were very, they didn't want you looking outside. So they wanted you to improve and get better. They want you to improve and get better, but, but don't look anywhere outside else. Yeah. would be taboo learning the wrong techniques or, or, right. or, or doing things the wrong way. Right. Um, but when we start learning with other people, it was very different, which to me, I, I, I felt a little, I felt a lot better after each seminar and each training we, we traveled to and, and learning. And another thing I took from those training is how these, these, these old um, senseis, they're, they're right along us, exercising, doing warm-ups. Um, the whole training, they were there alongside everybody else, sweating with everybody. And to me, it, it was, I really, I really enjoy watching that and, and, and just knowing how much these people want to, to still learn and train rather than just tell you what to do. Mm. Um, I, 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 I like, I, I enjoy learning from people that are very knowledgeable. They, they enjoy teaching people and they also are right there alongside you, showing you and training and sweat with you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very comforting. And, and that, that. Oh, so, yeah. sorry. And that brings up something, cause I know you and I are big Jocko mm -hmm. Willink fan, fans, yeah. Jocko yep. Willink. And he talks a lot about leadership right and leading by example and so what what Malia just talked about is you know where we were that wasn't there 
Right. You know, so when we, you know, switch to our Kobodo sensei, I mean, he's my age mm-hmm. and he works harder than anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just, he, he outworks mm-hmm. every single student. And so that was very, very eye-opening. I was like, oh, okay. So senseis do the class with their students. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, to me, that, that was a lot. You know, have, you know, been in the military, you know, that, it's, you know that, that resonated with me quite a bit. It's like, okay, it's not just someone up there barking orders, but it's somebody who's in the trenches and, and showing you how it should be done. Um, so that, that spoke volumes to us. Yeah. Okay. So because, and, in, 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 you know, I, obviously we've trained together a, a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially in, not so much recently, but in that, that form, I guess I would say formative time, yes. you know, and things like that. And I remember, because like what you said, you were very resistant yes. to yep. changes. Right. Um, and not so much, not that you weren't listening to what I was saying, for example, no, no. but you were, when I would, you know, when we would talk about, Hey, you know, these, I, you know, based on what you're telling me, this may or may not, you know, you may, may be time to explore other options. You were actually both very, very resistant to that. But like you said, I can definitely tell when you started training with your Kobodo sensei. And so now you have completely changed your karate as well we have and so can you just describe that a little bit i mean where where are you training or who are you training with and sure and because i have something that i think it would be you know is what really makes it good for you from from my perspective sure sure so we trained with our kobudo sensei for for probably a year or two before we made the change um and so you know, we it's funny because all along we kept having, it's like these little birds in your ears. There's, there's this Josh and there's Tuari and there's you. And, and then, you know, we had our Kobodo sensei, you know, because he would kind of, you know, hear some of the, the challenges that we would have. And then I think it was when we were in Germany for our Shodan test for Kobodo. And uh, one of the other gentlemen who is now our karate sensei, Dominic from Poland, he's like, well, I did Shotokan before. And now I train, he trains directly with um, uh, Hiroshi Akamine, mm-hmm. Shorin Ryu Mukenkai. And he said, I can, I can bring you two along and, 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 and help you get ready, mm-hmm. you know, and show you the basics. He said, because it's, it's different, but it's not that different. You know, there, right. there's, a, there's enough similarities. It wouldn't be like we were going to transition to Weichiryu, which we considered because our Kobodo sensei also does Weichiryu. But that, as you know, is that is a completely very, diff- very different, very, very different. different. Yes, it, it, very it's, different. it's 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 they don't even relate at all. <laughs> so that would have been a completely different transition. And so it just made sense. And so Dominic said, hey, you know, you seem that, you know, where you are right now in your karate, it may not be the, the, the ideal place for you. I will take you guys on. And so he graciously took us on under his wing and has brought us along. And so we, we have switched to, to Shorinru, which for me, Malia loved the low stances. I didn't. I have lower back issues. Knee issues. Knee <laughs> issues. Shoulder, I'm an, issues. shoulder issues. I'm an old man. 
And so, you know, the Shotokan was hard. And I remember Josh and I had this conversation when I told him I was making the switch. He even said, you're going to love it. You know, it's going to be much better for your body. And it's true because the stances are not nearly as deep. Um, and it does seem to be more practical, at least from, from, from my perspective. And, and Akamine Sensei is one of the best in the world. So, he's he's incredible. I, I do want to clarify. You guys train directly with Akamine Sensei. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. Not under this other gentleman who just kind of brought you up to like the. Well, we no, we we train with both. So we, yeah. we 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 also train with him. So we we do have regular classes with him, and then we also have classes with with uh, Akamini Sensei, um, and then we train in person with him when we go to seminars. So he was in Minnesota, and we we train directly with him as well. Uh, but no, uh, Dominic from Poland is is also our our, our direct. Sensei, okay. and then okay. you know, there's also just like Thomas is our is our Kobodo, Kobodo sensei. sensei, but both of them are under Akamine, Akamine sensei. sensei. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, what do you think about this this change? So when we first did our Kobudo, the first night, um, our first long late weekend night, Saturday Friday night, um, I noticed when he did class he he's very he go through uh, the the kihon hmm. it was almost the whole class was kihon, kihon. Yep. and every time somebody has a problem trying to you know show or, or do the kihon technique he will try to look for something in his dojo to show how it's supposed to look at the, the practical way of, of, of doing it or so that was that 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 spoke volume to me. Um, and then the next, you know, the next week we we did another class. It was also Kihon. The next class was Kihon. So for me, if I'm trying to learn something, I want to be able to know the basics and be able to move based on on what I'm being taught and and what I understand of of the basics. So. <laughs> That that's how we we like um, that that's how we started with with um, Thomas and say uh, his love of the basics and, and and trying to get better. I mean, you can't just dance around just flailing your hands and moving your feet without. Well, you can. <laughs> you can, but in the real world, you can't really do that. <laughs> So yeah, the basics. It was it was the basic. It was most of the classes. It was mostly the basics and trying to work on. It. So and then I noticed my my empty hand was a lot different when I would you know go up and and perform do my forms compared to my kobudo. It's it's completely different. I'm more comfortable. We did handle mm. weapons at our previous from uh, our previous dojo, but I was never comfortable. Our first night doing. What was it? A bow or no. first night we did bow. I love the bow. The first, the next month we did nunchaku. I love nunchaku. I got comfortable with it. At the other place, we we've touched on all those, and and I was I always hit myself. I come back home with with a bump somewhere in my face. So, <laughs> learning the basics is, I believe, is is a greatest foundation you can you can give yourself and and to improve 
I mean, if you're if you're going to learn something, it's it's best to learn your APCs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that because you, I remember having conversations with you after, and you kept saying, you know, he's like you at every little detail. Like he sees yes. everything and yes. he catches everything, and he's going over all the little details. Yeah, and and and, and Malia's talking about Kihon. It reminded me of something that that you had mentioned at some point in time and, and said that the best comment you can ever get from somebody is you have great keyhole. Yeah. And again, where we were, it, it's, I'm, I'm not knocking it. That works for some people and that's fine. But, but for us, you know, after we started training with Thomas and then Dominic, you know, both under Akamini Sensei, we really noticed a difference right away because there's so much attention focused on the small details and how you transition within those details and there's repetition and you drill it over and over and over. And that's really the only way you're going to get better. It's not about, let me show you all these fancy moves and then the next night I'll show you something else and then the next night we'll give you something else that you're never going to drill, you're never going to practice, you're never going to use. Okay, it's cool, it's flashy, but that's, that, that's, not, what's, that's not what's going to work. It's, it's, it's you know, working on that keyhole over and over and over. And I think that's the one thing I love about our organization is that we've been to multiple seminars and trainings, both in person all over the world and, and on Zoom. And it always is very, very heavy on Kihon because what is your kata, right? It's a collection of Kihon. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. doing them in different order. But if you have a solid foundation in your Kihon, your kata is going to be so much better. Um, and with Thomas, uh, you know, as Malia said, I mean, he just put so much time and effort into making sure that everybody understands everything. And he's, he, he's incredibly patient and he's incredibly detailed. And it was hard. I mean, those first few months, you know, finishing class at 3.30 in the morning. And then by the time you get, you know, you shower and you go to sleep, it's 4.30 in the morning. You got kids at home. You got to wake up in a few hours. It was hard. Um, now we've adapted to it and our body's accustomed to it. But we, we said, look, if this, if this man is going to, put so much time and effort and so much passion into giving us feedback and corrections, we're going to stick with this. Um, and I think the one thing that really hit us is so we, you know, obviously this is on Zoom. This is all during the pandemic in the beginning. And so we would, we would record our katas and, and send them in. And, you know, you send in a kata that's, you know, a minute and 15 seconds long, you know, kihon katas to start. And we would get videos that were six and seven minutes long with so much detail. It's like, oh, it, you know, one minute and 15 second mark, your thumb was pointed this way. It needs to be wrapped over here. And it's just, he would have a, a, almost like a whiteboard and everything was broken down. And you needed to hold your hand this way at this move. And, and we just got so much detail and attention that we had never experienced before. And we realized this is, this is where we need to be. This is the right place for us. This is the sensei for us. Um, He's a professional martial artist. You know, he has some some knowledge of Japanese. He travels to Okinawa on a regular basis and to Japan. I mean, his whole life is wrapped around it. And so this is somebody that we can learn so much from. And that's, you know, th those are the people we want to associate ourselves with, you know, like you and like Josh and like Tuari. And did, we, did we start with Thomas before? I, we started, uh, I think we did some training Maybe, together yeah before maybe before yeah okay yeah because i remember when <laughs> i think there, those few classes with you zoom classes i was struggling 
really bad, <laughs> really, really bad. And I was very, very frustrated. I mean, I think at the time I was, I was the first cube. Yeah. And I really felt yeah. like a white belt yeah. when we did those classes yeah. and, and, you know, move a little faster. No. Not not rushing faster, but <laughs> faster. So it, I was I was really I was having difficulty with with how you were were trying to trying to tell me to do you know move certain way and I couldn't I couldn't do it and then I would get better and then you would say okay now repeat do start from here to here and I'm like okay I've already forgot. <laughs> 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 but. I, I think from from our our training our Zoom training it really also was that was also another eye opening for me, you know, maybe Shotokan I I really love Shotokan but maybe Shotokan wasn't for me, and I think I slow I it kind of sort of slowly, you know, got me thinking and and you know started the ball rolling. Well, I have to defend myself just a little bit <laughs> because. <laughs> I very specifically tried you did. to not. You, you did. And so the things that I would coach you on were things that you could apply right. regardless of what style. Yes. But I think where the difficulty was, was, or the difference, the difference was I was saying things that you guys had never, never heard no. yes. before. Right, yeah. right. Um, ways of moving your body, of right. thinking of, of not even just things that are what I would consider style specific for me, mm. but things of how biomechanically the body works, how your yeah. joints work in relation to each other and how your muscles interplay with things like that. Yeah. And so when I started talking about those things i could i could i could see both of you your your eyes almost like roll back up into your head and your eyes glaze over and then I, okay well let me step back here let's because i remember doing the same thing like i would grab a joe or grab yep. my bow and be yeah. like okay yes, now yes. imagine how your body moves around this and things like that and okay. how so so to that <clears throat> I, I i so remember there was a, a move i believe it was a um you were working on Konkodai at the time. Konkodai. Yeah. So how you move backward, step backward, or drag your foot backward into that back stance of yes. Stachi. So you had that chair there, and then you're like, okay, how when you sit down and, and then try to move your, your butt, so you don't step back. You kind of drag your, your foot. So from that time, yeah. and very recently, this year, She's I was able to figure it out. <laughs> like, oh, my light bulb just went on. So it took years for me to figure that out. I think the, 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 the very humbling thing about all this experience is that we were, we were on the verge of Shodan mm. in our dojo. Yes. And after those sessions with you, we realized we don't know anything. Yeah. And I know that Shodan isn't the end-all be-all. And, and you know, you've talked about this on your podcast. You know, there's, there's definitely a discrepancy the way that Shodan is viewed in the West and the way it's viewed in Japan, right? In the West, oh, black belt, it's a big deal. In Japan, no, it's it, you're, you're just you're starting your journey. But what we had heard from you in those couple of you know short sessions, we just realized, you know, we, what have we been doing these past few years? And then I think we had that conversation about it's not the style, it's the sensei, mm -hmm. and and I think that that really spoke 
spoke volumes, but it was hard. I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, yeah, it was hard. It was, it was very hard. And, and I, I hung on longer because I think you left first and I was so close and I was like, Oh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm this close to Shodan. I'm this close to Shodan. Oh, it was hard. It was so hard. You would try to, I would try to have these conversations with myself to rationalize. Was, I, I think he was trying to to defend himself. <laughs> I was. Yeah. It's but, hard when but, you invested well, years but, but, of that it, that time. And, but that's I understand it, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and and that's and that's, but that's what it it, it it you have to go through that experience. Yeah. Because also now you have a greater appreciation for where you're at. Absolutely. So I want to switch gears just a little bit now because now you've been... So what I what I really like about where you guys are at now is is your kobudo and your karate, even though they're technically like two separate things, mm-hmm. they're underneath the same umbrella. They're under underneath Akamine-sensei. Akamine-sensei yeah. And so there's a... Uh, unification they're unified right yeah. you're not going to go to karate class and hear something that is so different or right. your kobudo class they're not going to say well we want you to do it this way yep. and then when you go to karate it's going to be completely different and so that's what i really appreciate because i find myself now again over you know i'm in a, i'm in a similar situation right my i have a i have a very distinct kobudo system and a very distinct karate system hmm. but there is they're underneath the same sensei and they're they're uh they overlap mm. in many ways you know our, our kihon for our karate and our kihon for our kobudo are essentially the same and things like that um and so that's what when i that's what makes me the happiest about you guys but now it's been a two years since you've switched karate i think to, so to everything altogether is half? that right year, year and a half year and a half something like that year year a year, a year. just over because a year. we just got our show that's right yeah, a little over a year over correct okay correct. so now I, so what has changed or what do you find yourself different now versus let's say a year ago like Happier you know, for sure. Happier, happier. No, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like technique wise and training wise, like you just went to a tournament. Yeah. Right. And what did what 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 did what what was your observations about that tournament now that may have been different? Definitely see things differently. So, and and I think a lot of that has to. Do, I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play with that. Obviously, is you know who our senseis are, where we train. Obviously, our time, you know, spent with you, and you, know, you, you know, we've been to nationals with you. You, you develop, and, and we've also been to some other tournaments in Tacoma, and I can't remember the names of them. So, but not necessarily open, but a little bit more. Swigert. Yeah, the, 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 the that that tournament. But you definitely you you develop an eye when you see someone perform their kata, and it's like, ooh, you know, they move, they move quite well. Um, and so, you know, I think I th- a sense of refinement, maybe not necessarily in how I move. So I'm not I'm not putting that out there. I certainly don't move with refinement, but you 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 develop a refined eye in being able to see things that that this person knows the right way to move or the proper way to move, or they they know how to how to use their the, their body. They've got great key homes. Yeah, they ha- yes, yeah, so you you definitely can identify certain schools or certain individuals where that oh. This isn't necessarily a commercial dojo. This is a, you know, a much more professional, traditional dojo. 
And I did have some conversations with one of the senseis uh, at, the, at the last tournament, and um, they're on the east side, and they do Shito to you. And you could see all their students, you know, their kihon is crisp, clean. They move very efficiently with their body. There isn't that, that extra movement, that wobbling. I mean, when they, you know, they, they, they stick a move, and those things jump out. Whereas before, it's like, oh, it's just somebody doing a kata. So I think for me, that, that, that's one thing that I've noticed. And then when you look at Kobudo, because it's an open tournament, so you see all different types of things, you definitely see differences in how people move and if they're moving as if there's application in that versus they're just spinning their wrists and it looks flashy and, and cool. And um, that, I think, that for me, that stands out quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, when we started with our new senseis, all the classes, after each classes, we we're always talking about it's, it's been very positive, I'd say. Hmm. Um, uh, katas and, and forms, and, and um, we're, we're much more comfortable in the way we move. And, you know, hear little, little twinkled voices of Michael and, <laughs> and David Kimberlin and um, <clears throat> Rick Hotton and all these people that we've trained with all come, come together. So <clears throat> I'm able to, to now when, when something happened and I'm able to figure something, I'm like, oh, that's, that's what he meant. That's, that's what, how I'm supposed to move. And so it, everybody that, I, that we've been trained with has been very helpful. And, and I think that improved our current um, um, empty hand and, and, and cobertal. And, and it's, it's been really good. And so we see that in... We can see the difference when we go to tournaments and you can spot the, you know, the high kicks and the flashy mm -hmm. movements and the loud noises. Excessive, <laughs> excessive key eyes. Excessive, excessive yes. key eyes. Yes. Yes. Well, and that's where, that's where, you know, what I, what you said, what I was hoping that you would say. <laughs> um, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't prompt this out just for, for our listeners. We, I didn't, I'm not feeding him teleprompters here, but that's really what it is, is, you know, when you're, you're in a place and it goes back to, you know, those discussions, you know, we, the Jonathan and I have talked about on the podcast here on the show about doing your Kihon, about why Kihon is important because like you guys have stressed over and over again, how focused on Kihon that your Kobodo teacher mm. is and everything like that. And now because of that, you're able to see that when you go out, you yeah. know, when, when, right. when, when we first started training together, mm -hmm. I would say something and it would go so far over, you know, it was like, what on earth is this guy talking about? Like, <laughs> and, to do and, what? <laughs> and I understand. And, and I was exactly the same way. I remember yeah. in 2001, when I met Oshiro Sensei and it was like on the first or second night and he talks about lifting my back muscles, yes. right? And which I've said to you guys. You right? have, you have. And I thought to myself, what on earth is he talking about? Like, how do you, you know, now I can just sit here and I can, yeah. you know, it's like no big deal, right? But like at that time, I had no idea. And it's the same thing when I, you know, and when you, when you told me your experiences at the tournament, I was so happy because mm. what that shows me is, is that you guys have found a, you found a great place, mm. but more than that, it's what you're getting from that is, is 
you're further developing that I, your focus on Kihon and your focus on doing these things is furthering your karate and your, not just your karate, your physical techniques. Cause, and you, you're both going to be very different. Oh yeah. You're both, your age is different. Yep. Your, your, your gender is different. Everything, your experiences, your previous physical experiences are going to be different injuries that you, you know, things yep. like that. We're all going to move differently, but more than that, it's your, uh, your ability to see and comprehend and understand those things are much better mm. than before. Like, you know, we, when we were coming back from dinner the other day and you were telling me about the tournament and that's, a, you know, and I was like, see, that's exactly it right there. It's, yeah. And it's not so much about what you're doing in and of itself. It's that because you're doing those things, your understanding now is in a much different place right. than if you'd have just kept on keep it on like you had been before and absolutely we have a completely different lens now that, that that we view things and it's not necessarily that you know oh this is bad or this is good but you know you can see you can see the difference in in what is traditional versus what is commercial um you know versus you know what is is, is just for flash right i mean it's 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 very very obvious Whereas before, I don't know if we would have if we would have been able to identify that. It'd be like, oh, well, they, they kick really high. Oh, they twirl really fast. Isn't that cool? Very flashy. Very flashy. Yeah. But now you you see that and you identify right away. Okay. Well, this person trains at this type of a place. And again, I'm not saying that that's a bad place because I think there's a lot of places for a lot of different people. But for us, we definitely wanted a much more we wanted a much more traditional path and to try to get to you know, to the roots of, of where all this comes from. And so the fact that we are, you know, training underneath a sensei from Okinawa, that doesn't get any better uh, as far as we're concerned, because that's, that, that's, that's where it comes from. And so I, I, we're definitely in a happy place. It wasn't easy to get here. It was difficult, a lot of growing pains. But uh, certainly a lot of appreciation to you. And, oh. and I mean, because there's been a lot of people that have, have been really supportive very supportive. I mean, no one, no one has really been negative and in, in, in saying, you know, you need to just do this or do that. I mean, you've all kind of offered counseling and coaching and guidance and, and kind of let us, let us find it out on our own. And so, you know, for that, I think we're, we're, we're really, really grateful because that, that bond and that friendship and that support, it, it means a lot to us. It, it really does. And there's, there's so many other people I could mention that I, it's, it's the list is too long, but, uh, there's a lot of people who have contributed to to where we are today, and it's not like we've arrived. We certainly have a lot a lot further to go, but I think we're in a in a really good place. Yeah, when you're in a good good organization where everybody speaks the same language, even though they all move differently, mm -hmm. but they do speak the same language. <clears throat> I mean, it's it speaks volume on how good an organization is and how how everybody is is learning the same thing and and. You know, when you're when we're moving around from you know we we've, we've gone to Vienna and um, Erlangen and then Minnesota, all the feedbacks are the same. Everybody speaks the same. They're always teaching and saying the same thing, and yep. and and that was that was really good. And you know, not everybody moves the same, but the way they're talking, the way they're teaching, the way they are they want you to move is is the same thing. Old feedbacks are the same. And then you go to dojo, I mean, to tournaments. 
you see the difference. Oh. You see excessive key ice. <laughs> you hear them too. <laughs> and and, and um, to, to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, those excessive key ice, I would be very, very, very tired after just, just that. But being able to identify different different styles and how you know commercialized some of the dojos are and, and how you you know some of the other dojos are traditional and it's, it's good um, but at the same time we also want we're very appreciative of, of where we're at and how we've gotten to where we're at now which is you know a better place i'd say i mean we we don't just go after class and, and complain and and, and get frustrated anymore 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 no 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 because everybody in the in the organization wants you to do better and 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 are always willing to do anything to help you improve and they're open-minded you know there, there there isn't there isn't that kind of for lack of a better word and i know this has a very negative connotation but i know there are some places out there where it it is almost cult-like where it's like, no, you, you can only drink from this cup here. Don't drink from the cup down the road. You know, you, you need... You, you, well, I like grapefruit. Grape Kool-Aid. What's your flavor? But you know, you also, when, you, when you're also traveling around and, and see all these people, and they're also, a lot of these people, they transition from a different style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, most of these people are from Shotokan to a different style. Yeah. You talk to all these people, it's always Shotokan to a different style. So now I'm like kept telling myself well maybe it's time I should change because maybe Shotokan is not my the style for me because I really did did not want to change I really love the 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 style um unfortunately it came to that yeah so what's what's next for you guys next for us good question um I think the next thing is probably our summer training in in Germany with our Kobodo Sensei. Oh, the next one is Kangeko, isn't it? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Kangeko, yeah, yeah. With Colonel Perry. Yeah. With Colonel Perry, yeah. That's our, that's yeah. our winter yeah. start of the winter, year. Winter start. Winter yeah. start, yeah. And you know, I, I got to give a short a shout out to Colonel Perry because that that is an event that we look forward to every year. Love the event. It's always such a good push, and it really kind of sets the year up in a in a strong way. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, but then I think the, in terms of our style would be our summer training in, in Germany. Mm. And I think that's the end of May through the beginning of June. That's a week. And so that, that, that's a great event. We're there for seven days and it's six hours a day of nonstop training, of organized training. And then there's training in between the training and training after the training. And, and so that, that's, a, that's a big Kobodo nerd fest. You just you yeah. just you just train nonstop, and, and then you drink beer after. And you drink beer after, yeah. German beer. German, German beer. Uh, yes, beer. yes, Re- really good German beer. And, and I then think after that is Okinawa. I think yes. I, I, I think. I think. I think. <laughs> our our so, plan so is to get there in July. In July, in the the coolest time of in the, the year. In the coolest, most comfortable time. Most comfortable, <laughs> most refreshing time of the year to go to Okinawa. Most pleasant. In July. That's Before right. The typhoon season. Yeah, well, I would go in early July then because, uh, well, you got to wait for the video. Um, okay, so you're going to go to Okinawa for private training with Akamine Sensei. That's the plan. That's yep. the, is it, Well, and, and to participate well, in, in, his, in his classes. Group, but 
classes, and, but um, hopefully organize some private training sessions yeah. as well in both in Kobudo and in Shoranyu. Um, and this will be your first time to Okinawa? You've been to Okinawa yes. before. I've been to Okinawa before. But not necessarily for karate. No, well, not for training, no. So Josh, uh, that, and that's where I met Josh. So, um, and I only had, I was there for work and only had a couple days on the island. Um, but I think I, we got to go to the, he took me to the, uh, the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to some other places as well, but I, I didn't know. I did do some training, um, with James Pankovich in mm, the Asato yes. Dojo. Um, but nothing style specific in terms yeah. of, of, you know, I'm going to go train with my sensei. So it is exploratory, but this will be your first trip there. Right. Awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to be sweating and crying. It's going to yeah. be fun. It'll be, it'll be, it'll, it'll be, be warm. Hot. It'll yeah. be warm. That's for sure. That is Sure. July in Okinawa. I was there in July and it was warm. Hydrate, right? Hydrate. Mm. Yeah, Pukati Sweat is your friend. Yeah, we, so. there's some several, another big group, I think uh, CJ and, and um, some of the uh, people from Seattle area, Washington, will be going. So, probably. yeah. So, unfortunately, our sensei, our Kobodo sensei, is taking a group of people in, I think, November. End of October, November, yeah. and we're not able to go because for work reasons, I just can't get away. So that though, so the summer is the best time for me work-wise because that's when when things slow down and I can actually take a couple weeks off. Um, mm. uh, so we will miss out on that trip, unfortunately. Mm. Well, but I think next summer when you when you go there and you get training, it'll it'll be a worthwhile experience, and I'm looking forward to hearing the after-action review on that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, as we wrap up here. Um, I wanted to say thank you, uh, first off, for your friendship. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's always awesome getting to spend time with you guys. And then thank you also for being on the podcast with me tonight. Do you guys have any closing comments for our listeners <laughs> on Way of the Fist? Work on your key home, for work, sure. Work, work on, on your, your key home. home. No, but it, it's... It's it's a uh, it's it's an honor to be on the podcast. Um, huge fan of the podcast, as you know. I, I'm always peppering you with comments and suggestions, and you know, get the merch going. Get the uh, merch going. So it's it's great to be on. Um, and you know, your podcast has really resonated with us because I think what you and Jonathan do really provides a lot of support and guidance and and, and input for us. And so. You know, we're up at 3.30 in the morning training every day. And when we get that Spotify, uh, Spotify notification, there's a new episode. Um, you know, we're doing our warm-ups and listening to, to the episode. So it's great to be on. Yeah, thank you for having us. I mean, I got twisted. <laughs> I was forced to be here. <laughs> Not by me. Not by me. <laughs> uh, but this, this has been very, very great. I, I really do appreciate this. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for... This is not the type of, you know, like I said, I don't like performing in front of people. Now I didn't like talking in front of a mic, but it's, it's been good. It's been a great experience and, you know, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. All right. Well, again, thank you both for, for being on the show. Thank you for your friendship. And uh, as James said, for our listeners out there, keep working on your kihon. Mm. All right. So we'll see you guys next time.